Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. How is everyone doing today? It is game night in the Valley. It is day one of my second 25 years in the Valley. <laughs> look at that. How about that, right? You had look, big plans for that first look, column? I, I, look, I, I, I put him on radio. I gave him his break. <laughs> look, I did. I did. He, you know, he would have been nothing without me. If it wasn't for me, Dan right, Bickley never comes to Phoenix. He doesn't like, come to Phoenix. They, they, they just talked about it on, on their show, too. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> So I happened to tune in that the exact time they were talking about it. Did, did you pull the audio? I'll find it. Yeah. Find it for me. It, yeah. it was, it's pretty much exactly what his tweet said. He was just repeating it. I yeah. mean, would you have even known what Phoenix is without Gambo? No, no, I really wouldn't have. We we all owe everything to Gambo. <laughs> Indeed, we do. We all do. Let's just make that very clear now. Let's 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 make I that very it. very clear. You know what? He yeah. wants to claim you, and that is always uh, a compliment. Yeah, I guess. Somebody yeah. wants to claim like your somebody, success. It's a good point. It's a very good point, sir. Uh, before we get going, I do want to point this out. I, you guys know <laughs> this. I didn't bring this up yesterday, but um, on Monday, my band got to play a special event at St. Vincent de Paul Homeless Shelter in town here. And I uh-huh. th- and I told you guys, my band played for the homeless as they came in through the homeless shelter. And Jimmy Walker, good buddy of mine, obviously a Phoenix icon, he, he brought in Phoenix chefs to cook steaks for the homeless. Found out yesterday, they cooked up 1,400 steaks. Wow. 1,400. Wow. That's a lot homeless. of steaks. And, uh, what an event. Uh, yeah, really yeah. cool. I think I beat that at the all-inclusive. I think you did. <laughs> but I, I'm bringing it up because I, I've said this about being in other major American cities and seeing the homeless problem. Uh, my band began playing when they opened the doors at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. at St. Vincent de Paul. By the time my band got done at playing at 1230, the line still hadn't come all the mm-hmm. way through the door. Wow. That is how many homeless people we're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. not good, man. Not it's not good. Yeah. And it's it's not something good. we have to just we all have to kind of be cognizant of. Absolutely. So there you go. Yeah. You guys rocked the house? We did, man. Yeah. Did we had it? people dance. We had this old homeless couple dancing. I got video of it. It's oh. one of the greatest things I've ever seen oh, in my fantastic. life. It was great. That's sweet. It's fabulous. That's really that's great though that you participate in those events like that. Yeah, well thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Jared, I would say yeah, that your your, your character counts. <laughs> Presented by Parker and Sons Cool and Fleming. Healing and electric heating and electrical. I fit the bill man. You're you're nominee this week. Jared, that was Incredible. Well done, Jared. All right, well Ferret. Done. Start the show, Jared. Well, wait, but well done, Jared. <laughs> the Splash. splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Panama. 
The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, who broke the news yesterday, Cardinals requested a head coaching interview with Detroit Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. Glenn played 15 years in the NFL, spent the last two years as the Lions DC. He's also on the Indianapolis Colts uh, list of coaching candidates and interviewed for that job last week. Uh, interesting in that both coordinators for the Detroit Lions were commodities to some degree in this coaching cycle. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, said thanks but no thanks, staying in Detroit with mm-hmm. Dan Campbell. Aaron Glenn has not said the same, no. but uh, I'm curious if, uh, if if that's what shakes out of this. Uh, and I'm, I'm also curious if this next short wave of candidates being interviewed by the Cardinals, if this is Monty Austin Ford's list. Could be. If this is okay, you, you talk to some of your guys, here are my guys. Here, right here, here yeah. are my guys. Uh, reports out of Denver say that Sean Payton's interview with the Broncos has been conducted, and all reports say it went very well. So maybe. I don't Sean, know how it wouldn't. Yeah, Sean Payton uh, was apparently impressed with the ownership group, met with several uh, for several hours with that ownership group, and you know now everybody's scrambling. Who's the favorite here? Who's the favorite there? Sean Payton has emerged as the favorite. Well, in I don't know if you saw these, but uh, Chuck Harris tweeted out last night, rumors were that Sean Payton was looking for upwards of $20 million bucks a year. 15 to $20 million was the range that I that read. That is a steep price tag for a head coach. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, maybe giving up a first-round pick for him, too. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's a heavy price to pay. Maybe Fox Sports is the favorite to uh, retain uh, the rights for Sean Payton. We'll see. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys did indeed bring in an emergency kicker heading into their NFC Divisional Round playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. Tristan Viscano signed his insurance. Viscano kicked three extra points and booted two field goals for the Cardinals in their last win of the year, 27-17, over the Rams at SoFi Stadium in November. Of course, Dallas's regular kicker, Brad Maher, missed five extra points in a row, including four in a row on Mo- in Monday night's wildcard win over Tampa Bay. Uh, they say they're still riding with him. This is just an insurance policy. It's not, oh. but it's not like they're going to activate two kickers in a playoff game. Uh, I saw a story yesterday that the Cowboys had reason to be concerned because during warm-ups, they were running out of footballs on their side line because he was parking everything wide right outside of the net into the stands. <laughs> you get a souvenir. And you, you get, get a souvenir. souvenir. That's very generous of him. Uh, the NFL announced its international games for 2023 this morning. The Jacksonville Jaguars will play a game against an unknown opponent in London at Wembley Stadium. Won't be the Cardinals, by the way. They're not on the Jags' schedule. Buffalo will play Tennessee at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, and the Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots will face each other in Germany. So pretty good list of teams headed overseas uh, in 2023. Yeah. Phoenix Suns back home to start a five-game homestand tonight against the Brooklyn Nets at Footprint Center. The Suns will get Cam... Johnson. Johnson back on the floor. The forward has missed the last 37 games with a torn right meniscus. Point guard Chris Paul has been upgraded to questionable with that hip injury. Um, But, you know, as it's been the case for the Suns, you get a player back, you have to sacrifice two more to the injured list. Josh Okoge out after a nasal fracture suffered in Memphis. And Landry Shamit out again after returning against Memphis on Monday. But he's he's out again. I'll take that net trade, though. 
I'll take Cam Johnson and Chris Paul back, and I'll sacrifice Josh Okogi and Landry Shemin. If Chris Paul's indeed back. Well, that is yeah. true. That uh, is Kyrie Irving, by the way, the uh, Nets are real, or excuse me, the Suns are reeling 21 and 24, 12th place in the Western Conference heading into tonight. Brooklyn 27 and 16 in fourth place, but they've lost three in a row since Kevin Durant went down with an MCL sprain. Kyrie Irving will uh, probably play tonight for the Nets mm-hmm. after missing the last game of calf soreness. 8 o'clock tip, 7.30 pregame on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. That is not the only basketball in the state tonight. A huge game uh, in Tempe. College hoops. Bobby Hurley's ASU Sun Devils hosting fifth-ranked UCLA at Desert Financial Arena. Devils are 6-1 and one in conference play. They've won four straight. The Bruins 16-2 and two overall. Unbeaten in conference play, and they've won 13 in a row. That game gets underway at 8.30. Pre-game starts at 8 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Down in Tucson, the 11th-ranked Wildcats host USC at McHale Center at 7. NAU hosting Idaho and Flagstaff at 6. And last night, GCU beat Utah Tech 89-85 in Phoenix. Uh, the Pac-12 Conference football schedules for 2023 were revealed on Wednesday. Lots of home games for the ASU Sun Devils. Eight in Kenny Dillingham's first year as head coach. Of course, they open up with the three non-conference games against Southern Utah, Oklahoma State, and Fresno State. And then their Pac-12 opener will be Saturday, September 23rd against USC. The final time they'll meet as conference foes before the money grubbers. I mean, the Trojans move to yeah. the Big Ten. <laughs> uh, the Sun Devils' first road game is September 30th at Cal. They'll face Deion Sanders in Colorado uh, on October 7th. Territorial Cup game is Saturday, November 25th in Tempe. Uh, for a look at the whole schedule, head to ArizonaSports.com or the Arizona Sports app. And the Wildcats will open up with th- three non-conference games. Uh, NAU, Mississippi State, and UTEP before opening their conference schedule on the road at Stanford on September 23rd. And the Coyotes back on the ice tonight at Mullet Arena hosting Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Caps come in with 54 points, good for fourth place in the Metropolitan Division. Ovechkin tied for fourth in the NHL with 30 goals. The guy never slows down. No, it is a good chance to see a legend. Yeah, yeah. up close and personal yeah, right. in an intimate setting. Yeah. Uh, and coming back to the city, um, Craig Morgan, who covers the Coyotes for uh, PHNX. Go PHNX. I have a hard time spelling that, <laughs> as you can tell. I'm missing all kind of vowels. Oh, not your fault. <laughs> Look, I still believe in vowels. It's not his fault. <laughs> Um, he has a great piece of uh, oral history. Remember the goal Ovechkin scored against the Coyotes as a rookie? No. He was sprawled out on his back. It's one of the most unbelievable goals you'll ever Vaguely, see. Vaguely, yeah. yeah. He's got a yeah. great piece on that, Okay, by the way. that's cool. That tip to him. Uh, he needs 85 more goals to that's eclipse Wayne Gretzky. He won't get it tonight. No. Face off <laughs> at 7. <laughs> Pre-game starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app. And KTAR News 92.3. We got a full house of events tonight. All three stations in the act. Wow. Yeah. There you go. There's your splash for Thursday, January 19th. Coming up next, the latest on the Arizona Cardinals coaching search, including a new name on the candidate list. That and more straight ahead on this Thursday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports Cardinals head coaching search update update update, update. update. Hey, 
the second interview this week. Houston Texans were on Monday. Denver Broncos in Los Angeles for multiple hours. Uh, that happened yesterday. Then he's got the Carolina Panthers in New York with owner Dave Tepper later this week. And as of right now, that is it for Sean Payton, Mike. And the Arizona Cardinals also have a request in. They've received permission. All of these teams, the teams are willing to meet the Saints asking price, which is a first-rounder and likely more. So they are in business, and they are ready to do the deal if they, in fact, end up doing the deal. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, yesterday, the latest on Sean Payton, who is mm. clearly, uh, with no disrespect meant to any of the other candidates, clearly the biggest name in this year's coaching cycle after sitting out last year as yep. a uh, analyst for Fox Sports, stepping away from the Saints. There's plenty of teams, three, as you heard Ian Rappaport say, including the Arizona Cardinals. Yet we still don't have an interview date for the Cardinals. Yeah, that's a little bit weird, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and it it feels like the whole thing just kind of died a natural death. And and, uh, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm definitely conflicted about it because a a chance to get a guy like Sean Payton doesn't come come along very often. And, And I think when you're talking about a head coach, Arizona had a lot to offer because unlike athletes, coaches think about things like where did my family want to live? Where, where's a good place to live after I'm done? And there are a lot of things that appeal to coaches and staff members about being here in in the Valley. And, and so without a GM at one point in time, I thought they were uniquely qualified to kind of jump in and make this all happen. And, and something has kind of scared them off, it looks like to me. And it's probably the price tag involved and, and not just the, 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 the draft picks you're yes. going to have to give up because the reports that came out yesterday – made it seem like the asking price from the New Orleans Saints was a lot more than Sean Payton made it seem like to Colin Coward. He told Colin Coward, middle of the round, middle of the first, late first, we'll probably get it done. You can get there a whole bunch of different ways. Compensation's not an issue. I know the guy. We can make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that. And yesterday it kind of morphed into, oh no, 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 no. The Saints are, they're, they're, they're not going to just give away this, this man. It's funny, too, because everybody points to the John Gruden example, 2002, Raiders and Buccaneers involved, and there was just a boatload of compensation that was paid to the Buccaneers. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and $8 million. I mean, that is steep. But I, I, there was a list, uh, I believe The Athletic put it out, of the compensation that was spent by teams in every coaching situation. Uh, and none of them have been close to that. That mm-hmm. has been the, the total outlier. I mean, and big names. Bill Parcells, Mike Holmgren, Bill Belichick, uh, Bruce Arians. When Arians was, he had to be traded to the Buccaneers because he was still property of the Cardinals. A sixth-round pick. Mm-hmm. That was it. You know who else was traded? Herm Edwards. Whoa! Was traded from the Jets to the Chiefs in 2007. Fourth round pick. Wow! Didn't so, know that. You, but what I, you're saying the is Jets correct. Jets had to give up picks for Bill Parcells. I don't think they regretted that. Yeah, third round pick, a fourth round pick, a uh, second round pick, uh, and a first round pick over a three year span plus three hundred thousand dollars in cash. Hmm. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, it could take more than what Sean Payton outlined because it's not Sean Payton coming up with the demands. No. It's Mickey Loomis and right. the New Orleans Saints front office. So 
if the Cardinals still want to play in that playground, they have something to offer that others don't, and that's that number three overall pick. But I, I'm you know, I, yeah. at the beginning of the week, you were you were kind of on this road of I think it's just going to fizzle away. It's not going to happen, and I wasn't quite there yet. It certainly seems like yeah, that's the case. It does. It it seems to me like the asking price here is too much for yes. a football team that is not quite ready to win in the moment. And for Michael Bidwell and 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 Monty Ossenfort during the the introductory press conference this week, both of them spoke now on moving with urgency to find this next head coach. Mm-hmm. That's that's the next order of business. I would say two two and a half days later, uh, not having an interview with the top candidate on the market is not exactly urgent. No, <laughs> no, no, and, and might might mean cooling interest. Well, which means or no interest, right? Yes. It, it, I think they're making it quite clear. Now, and, and again, when they when they announced this, the hiring of Monty Austin for that, to me, as soon as you realized he really didn't have any connection to Sean Payton at all, that to me was a sure sign that they were going someplace else. And mm-hmm. uh, clearly, they were interested, or they would have not reached out to the Saints in the first place. But it's probably the combination of how much Sean Payton wants, and and again, if. If he's in the 15 to 20 or more per year range, woof. Isn't it a failure, though, to not even talk to him, to not even have the interview? Again, I agree. what if he yeah. blows you away and you yes. say, this guy but he, is worth anything? But he is going to blow you away. And if, you, and if you've decided that the number to pay is, is immovable, then what's the point? Then why are you wasting your time? Go off and get the coach you're going to get. Yeah, you could be just teasing yourself by yeah. doing it. Hey, we're yeah. not paying fifteen to twenty now, million dollars, and oh by the way, we were blown away. So like, what, what have you accomplished? Now, there? do I do I think Sean Payton is worth that kind of money? Yes, I do. I, I I think that aside from Bill Belichick and Kyle Shanahan, I can't think of another head coach I'd want in the National Football League. I think when you look in the NFC West, um, even though we're talking about a division that doesn't have a lot of great quarterbacks, we are talking about a division that has got a lot of great head coaches who have built really good cultures and and so you're up against that and that was one of the that was one of the spectacular fails of the Cliff Kings Clingsbury his his era was he, he just didn't match up against these division coaches by the by the by the fourth season and the second time around in a season they were eating his lunch. Mm-hmm. That is true. And, and so I think that uh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm conflicted on this because the money that you pay for a head coach that's that's not salary cap stuff. So you could do that. But again, I guess you have to be sympathetic to the fact that Michael Bidwell is swallowing some level of money from Cliff Kingsbury. You don't. I guess he's done paying Steve Wilkes. Um, so I guess you have to be, stop rubbing your eyes, Jared. <laughs> so I guess you have to be sensitive to it on some level, but at the same time, chances to get a guy like this don't come along very often. And it was just, it was set up perfectly for the Cardinals. Yeah. The decks are cleared. You know what I mean? You got a young quarterback who desperately needs what he has to bring. And that's the thing. It, it, you, when you look at the cost of Sean Payton, you can't just look at what he is costing you in salary and draft compensation. You have to look at the cost of what happens if this quarterback doesn't get elevated, if he doesn't get launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Fitzsimmons here uh, with uh, how he surmises the, the, the plan for Sean Payton and what he's actually doing in this process. Sean Payton is playing the game as you should. And that is, look, he and his agent are going to entertain any team that wants to give up a a minimum of a first-round draft pick, because he's still literally under contract with the New Orleans Saints, to increase his market value. Denver, if you want him, oh, he's in Houston right now talking to the Texans. Well, Broncos, you want him and all that, you know, Walmart money? 
Oh, he's in Carolina today talking to the Carolina Panthers. He's playing the game perfectly. People are wondering, would Sean Payton want to go and try and fix Russell Wilson? Sean Payton already was willing to take Russell Wilson when he was with the New Orleans Saints. Absolutely. So this Carolina tour and the Houston tour and you know, it, this is all playing the game and driving his market value even higher mm-hmm. than it already is because he is right now not even close the most coveted coach out there in the National Football League. I agree with that, but also the, the, the point where, hey, Sean Payton was willing to take on Russell Wilson with the New Orleans Saints, that's before Russell Wilson was broken. Mm-hmm. We've had 17 games of broken Russell Wilson, so it is a reclamation project. Can he do it? Maybe. I mean, he's, well, he's, he's certainly uh, worked with other great quarterbacks in the past. Do you know what makes me um, <clears throat> come to a complete stop with that? It's, it's the fact that Sean Payton doesn't need to work. He he doesn't need to take one of these jobs. So he he doesn't have to stretch and say, okay, you know what? Russell Wilson is the best of my uh, my options. Let's go there. He can sit another year. He's got that sweet, sweet, happy Madison money (laughs) from that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And and other revenue streams, too. Yes. But you're right. He doesn't have to. And he might be playing that game, too. Or or maybe we've got him all wrong. Maybe he's just looking for an obnoxious payday. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of, the, you might get all of these things yeah. could be true. They could all be true. Yeah, the countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun. Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text SUPER to 620-620. Listen for your name starting on February 6th. And you could score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl, plus win tickets to the FanDuel party, the Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl experience. So text SUPER to 620-620. It's all access. Presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Coming up next, help on the way for the Phoenix Suns as Cam... Johnson will be in uniform tonight. We'll get into the latest with the Suns as they host the Brooklyn Nets this evening. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns Day presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peaceful goal, but I, I expect him not having played for a while. I think his his conditioning will tell him when when the clock stops. And so if he if he's able to play 48 minutes, that'd be awesome. I doubt that. I think he'll play a, a balance of minutes. Um, but you know, if, if he's rolling, you let him roll. Excited, my twin back. Just it just it just it feels it just feels great for him to be back and just. For him, just happy for him, you know, just, you know, going through that, being hurt and being out for a while. Um, just happy for him, for his mental and his excitement to be out there. I'm happy for him to be back. It's James Jones, followed by Mikel Bridges, both guests to Burns and Gambo yesterday here on Arizona Sports with uh, finally some good news on the injury front. And that good news is that Cam Johnson returning to the court tonight, 37-game wow. absence with a torn meniscus. Yeah. Uh, part of that was navigated pretty well by the Suns recently. Not so much. Not so they much. are uh, they are sinking quick. Twenty one and twenty four. Uh, and Cam Johnson, uh, obviously getting him back is a plus. They might get Chris Paul back tonight as well with that hip injury. He was upgraded yesterday from uh, out to questionable. So still some doubt on whether or not he'll play. Maybe we'll get some clarification in the hours that lead up to the game. But uh, you can't have it uh, one way with the Suns. It's got to be two ways. And Josh Okogie and Landry Shaman are both out tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're getting close with campaign. Probably a couple weeks away from Devin Booker. 
And that's got to be the strategy right now. Look, trades could happen, Bick, but the Suns will do nothing. Uh, and, and by nothing, I mean they won't make the playoffs unless they get a good chunk of sustained health from their key players. Yeah, no doubt about that. So I, I do want to caution people. Remember, Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson, at this stage of his career, he's not a plug-and-play 28-point-per-game scorer, okay? Nope. This is not Devin Booker we're talking about. No. So I, I don't expect, I, I don't expect, and I hope Suns fans don't expect suddenly that Cam Johnson's going to take the court and just start firing and carrying the offense on a shoulders. It's not who he is. Um, but I, he's certainly going to help. And I do, I think it's clearly been long enough. This is, uh, he's been out, I think, longer than the initial prognosis by quite some time. Yeah, it was one to two months. And yeah, it's been two and 37 and games for a, a little meniscus cleanup is not, that's, but again, it, this is a contract year for him. I do not blame him one bit. The Suns did not pay up for him in the offseason when they could have. I don't blame Cam Johnson for making sure everything is 100% go uh, before he takes the court. So, whatever. I'm, I'm just glad to have him back. I'm going to be glad when Chris Paul comes back. Uh, I really hope Chris Paul can put together a long stretch of productive basketball. I'm starting to get worried about this one after another kind of deal we've been watching with him. Hip, Foot, foot, heel, heel yeah. right, ankle, it's, yeah, stuff like this. Head, shoulders, knees, knees and toes. toes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, it's like it's it's jarring enough to watch Chris Paul doing old man race walking commercials. That's how he brings the ball up the court these days, too. To <laughs> it be kind of is. It's yeah, right. It's Looking at the guy next to him, like, why are you sweat me, man? Cam Johnson met with the media yesterday. He talked about how it feels to be back. Like I told you before, it puts a lot of things in perspective. Um, just it's a blessing to have this as my job. Uh, I have the group around me that I do to help me get back to where I need to be. And I can't tell you how excited I am to get back on the court. Yeah, and the Suns will be excited to get him back. But, yeah, I mean, not that one example is the regular for, for any player. But last year, you remember Cam Johnson um, was going through a stretch where he was playing maybe his best basketball as an NBA player. Mm-hmm. 21 points against Oklahoma City, 15 against New Orleans, 23 against Utah, 20 against Portland. Then he had that game of 38 points against the Knicks where he hit the buzzer beater three to win the game. Mm-hmm. And he got hurt in that game. And he missed a, a substantial amount of time. He missed you know, a, a more than a dozen games, came back, and he was never really the same player. There will be a ramp-up period for Cam Johnson. Yeah, There's no doubt about it. That. And what you said is, is the perfect way to give caution to it, and that is this is not Devin Booker you're getting back. There's no. one Devin Booker on this team, and the Suns desperately need him as, as currently constructed uh, to, to get back. But uh, to have a guy that can stretch the floor, maybe put the Mikel Bridges in some, some more familiar situations, um, that that he's been in, and Mikael Bridges spoke to the you know he, he spoke to some things yesterday as well, um, and that was uh, with, with Burns and Gambo on um, how he graded himself in this period. You know he was he was thrust into new um, new roles with the Suns with all these injuries. Okay, how he would grade himself in that role? I think I've done pretty pretty okay. I just feel like I could do better, and just I'm learning, just trying to grow. Um, I just just trying to continue to get better. I think I can keep getting better, and I know I will. But um, no, nah, I mean, if we were winning more, I think it'd be. I, I see the thing is, I go off winning, so I 
like yeah, stats might look nice, but man, I don't care none of that if we lose and so yeah, I definitely I rate it low because a lot of the L's we've been having. And what you said about Cam Johnson, a lot of that applies to Mikel Bridges too. When when, when Booker yeah, went no, down I mean, and Chris Paul was out there, like oh, Mikel Bridges needs to step up and he, he needs to score twenty five a game. He can't do that consistently. No, and and to ask him of that is not only unfair; it's gonna make it's gonna make the whole culture of the team suffer because when you ask guys to do things they're not capable of, they begin to lose faith in the program. Mm-hmm. That's just that's coaching one hundred and one. And so yeah, so I think that it's it's going to be a process, and I and I do think that we all it, one of the things that takeaways from our conversation with Brian Windhorst, and there were a lot of them, uh-huh. is that we're going to have to have faith that the Suns are going to make the playoffs. And when they do, they're going to be in a position to make some noise. And we're going to have to have faith in that because the journey to get there is going to test that. That there are going to be a lot of moments in games and mornings after games and Vinny view, Vinny's views where we're like, where is this thing going? We, we've got to trust that once Devin Booker gets back and when we get post-All-Star break, this team is going to go on one of those smoking hot rolls. Because what else is there to believe in, to be honest with you? At yeah, the moment, it's hard because when the players responsible for a fifteen and six start aren't on the court, and you're dealing with all these injuries, and you look at the guys that are in street clothes on the bench, it's it's daunting. It, yeah, it, it's demoralizing. It, it can be that, but remember that this team was fifteen and six when they were close to whole. Devin Booker. The last game he played a substantial number of minutes, he scored 58 points against one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Um, He was playing it at an MVP level. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt about it. And I think it it won't be reflected in the voting, but this is a situation, too, Vic, where by being out for as long as he has and seeing what the team has done without him and others, Devin Booker's MVP profile is growing. Now, you have to accumulate stats and you have to be on the court to actually be considered, but... um, He's uh, his absence is showing exactly how important he is to what the Phoenix Suns need to do. Yeah, the, yeah, there's no doubt about that. So, so I think that you know the idea of of getting it, it, it's not only getting guys back and then getting them back into basketball shape and then playoff shape. It's about getting an identity and a vibe going in time to have some real mojo in the playoffs. It, Golden State did it last year, but they threaded the needle. I mean, they got hot late. Real late, and they had a they had a ton of championship experience to lean back and on. That's too. what they, and that carried them through. Because when you do that, it, you, there could be a lot of doubt as to okay, really, what do we expect of ourselves here? They expected nothing less than winning a championship, and they kind of willed themselves to that. They had to get through a first round playoff series against Denver, which was not easy, but Denver was marginalized then. And has been for the last two playoffs, so I don't know. It, it's 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 disconcerting because there there is the very possibility as we begin to talk to people like Brian Windhorst and Kellen Olson that the Suns have to pay attention to what's beyond Chris Paul, and there's an opportunity to kind of get unlatched from Chris Paul after this year, and and you've got to make these hard decisions if you want to stay relevant. Absolutely, and and so that's so. What do you want to add now for Chris Paul? If you're worried enough about Chris Paul to kind of exercise your contractual abilities to to get out of the relationship, tough stuff. It really is. I just you know, look when Devin Booker gets back, we're gonna, it's going to change everything we feel. Because they'll start winning again. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Suns and Nets tonight, 8 o'clock national TV. No Kevin Durant. 
uh, Kyrie Irving probably will play for the Nets. This is not nearly as sexy a matchup as we thought back no. when the schedule came oh, you're out. You're so right. <laughs> when this schedule came out, we we circled this. We double circled yeah, it for a number of different we reasons. We put it on a wall. We put a spotlight underneath Which it. Which team will so, Kevin Durant be yeah, on? Some yeah. people <laughs> Kevin Durant's going to play his former team this early after the trade. Vinny was going to go starting at center for the Brooklyn Nets. DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> <laughs> We had it well, all planned out, man. This is supposed to be a big deal. Yep. Uh, Phoenix Sun! 8 o'clock. T- I hate that sound bite. I can't stand it. Can we get an updated one? Yeah, it's, that's one right. from the first year. Like one of, I think my first, the first game. First game. Yeah. It's never been updated. Let's get one of Vince where he feels good about himself. I know, right? Yeah. Good luck finding yeah, that. Oh, boy. I got a whole database here, but I don't know if I have that. Touche. Uh, pre-game coverage starts at 7.30 on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Coming up next, Aaron Rodgers. Some people reacting to what Rodgers had to say about his future in Green Bay or beyond. We'll tell you what was said and more NFL hash marks next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. I think I win MVP again. The right situation. Um, right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. But I don't think you should shut down any you know opportunity. Like I said during the season, it's got to be you know both uh, both sides uh, you know like actually wanting you know to work together moving forward and. Uh, I think there's you know more conversations to be had. It's Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers quarterback, on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week, and starting that to soundbite with "I can win another MVP." Maybe with Green Bay, maybe with somebody else. Anytime Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers says anything at this point of his career, yeah, um, it's going to get a reaction. Yes, and this got a lot of reaction. It did because it did. it's this never-ending cycle of again the beautiful mystery that is Aaron Rodgers. Where is he going to play? Is he going to play? You know, there's other people that are still, uh, you know, accusing Aaron Rodgers of holding the Green Bay Packers hostage. The Packers organization made a big commitment to Aaron Rodgers for this past year and into the future. So their, I, I think their stance right now is right. why is there a question on whether or not he's going yeah, to play somewhere else? Yes, and I and I'm sure this is a, I'm sure this is absolutely wearing out the fan base in Green Bay who oh, went yeah. through all of this all of last season. And and it's like, come on, man, do we have to go through these mental gymnastics all over again? You're going no place. We know it. You know it. Can you just shut the hell up? Including and it was Lil Wayne. He yeah. feels that way too. <laughs> Right. Has anybody checked right. on Lil Wayne? Um, it, it, you know, what? It, it strikes me. Here's what it strikes me as, Vinny. It strikes me that for the longest time, you know, Tom Brady was winning the championships, but Aaron Rodgers was considered the guy in football. Absolutely. And I think he feels that slipping away. I think this new young generation of quarterbacks, you know what people talk about now? They talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. That's the exclusive club right now. Yeah. Nobody else is in it right now. It's those three. Those mental gymnastics every offseason were worth it when the Packers were winning 13 games mm-hmm. and playing deep into the playoffs and Rodgers was winning MVPs and putting up these fat stat lines. It's not worth it for a quarterback who put up 26-12 and 12 and under 4,000 yards for an 8-9 and nine team. I, that's the way I feel. Now, the MVP part of it, 
That's what a lot of people focused on. Yeah. Uh, one of the people focused on it was Rob Gronkowski, former uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, former New England Patriot, was on uh, Up at Adams with uh, Kay Adams, by the way. Shout out to Kay Adams. We miss you on Good Morning Football. She's still doing her thing, though. Here's Rob Gronkowski uh, on what Rodgers should be focused on. I, I'm totally fine with everything he said, except one major part, and that's the MVP again. It's just that I think I, I think I could win another Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and, it, and then that would have been totally fine. Like, like, bro, like, why are you thinking MVP? Like, don't you want Super Bowls? Like, Super Bowls are, are I think, five times greater than a, than an MVP award. Like, we all know that you won the MVP a few times now, but like, you know, everyone would everyone would know even more how many more Super Bowls you've won than MVP. So that that's why I'm just a little confused about that. You know about that quote that he just had. I mean, it should be Super Bowls. You should never be thinking the MVP when when you want when Super Bowls are twice. I don't think that's an unfair point from Rob Gronkowski, especially when we're talking about a player in Aaron Rodgers who has four times as many MVPs as Super Bowls. Yes. But there, there's another cut, though, that we played well, yesterday where he says that yeah. it's not worth playing unless you think you could win at all. Here's what I think about this. This is such a reflexive debate that has taken and spawned and taken shape in so many different other situations like this. When guys talk about individual accomplishments versus um, Super Bowl rings, you've heard athletes ask, "Would you do you want the gold jacket or a Super Bowl ring? Which one you want more?" And if the guy says. Hall of Fame jacket. He's getting destroyed for Patrick not Peterson. being a team guy. Patrick Peterson. That's that's who. The, surprise. Um, I I think this. I I think in the case of Rob Gronkowski, who played a position that would never ever be under consideration for MVP. It's real easy to say don't focus on MVPs when it's something he never could attain. I, I think if you're a quarterback and you are in the MVP race and you win it, I think there probably is such an adrenaline rush with that particular award that it does mean a lot. And I'm not necessarily certain that you, that Aaron Rodgers des- deserves to be killed for it other than the fact that he, he constantly, that he's going into this offseason like you said, beautiful mystery mode that that nobody wants to hear. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear it. But as Jared pointed out, that that appearance on Pat McAfee covered a lot of topics. It wasn't just about being MVP. No, and, and I, I think people are grasping on that to paint Aaron Rodgers into a box or into a corner. And I'm not sure that's necessarily fair. But I do think that Aaron Rodgers has just warned a lot of people. Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily unfair because that is what he chose in that particular quote. That's what he chose to focus on about how he can still play. The it's again, it it sounds like it sounds to me like Aaron Rodgers is doing this because he wants to get more and more of his old time buddies back in Green Bay. That's kind of I think that's kind of what this is all. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's just, it, we are not even in the NFL off season yet. No. And I'm worn out from Aaron Rodgers. Can we, we should probably just talk about people in the playoffs at this point. Probably for the next few weeks. Oh <laughs> No? Okay. We, I mean, we we are in Arizona. We have to talk about well, the Cardinals. That is, well, that is true. <laughs> That's a good point. I wanted to get this into yeah. uh, the Chargers blow that lead against the uh, Jaguars. They're out of the playoffs. Brandon Staley will be kept as the head coach. Said yesterday, never worried for his uh, job security. Was never worried about losing his job. Of course, he's going to say that uh, because he's still there. 
Joey Bosa had a rough year for the Chargers. Missed most of the year uh, with an injury. Came back late. Uh, he had a couple of huge penalties that really swayed the flow of that game in the second half and mm-hmm. led to the Chargers um, uh, you know, basically losing that game. And he had the instance where he slams the helmet on the sideline. And it was, did you notice who went and scrambled onto the field to pick up the helmet and hand it back to Joey Brandon Bosa? Staley it did. was Brandon yeah. Staley, who hands it back to Joey Bosa and he threw it again. Again. And he got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Uh, and Joey Bosa, you know, he explained his frustration, but also he pinned it on the officials. I think there just needs to be more accountability on, uh, I mean, if I say something to them, I get a $40,000 fine, but if they blow a call that ruins an entire team's season, they get to, they're probably back in the locker room after the game, like, I got that. Oh yeah, got him 15 yards. What a loser. I guarantee it. That's what they're talking like in the back. Um, whatever, power trip. Um, I'm sick of those people, and I'm just about my third F-bomb so far. Sorry, but, man. Oof. Yeah, you got more F-bombs now uh, but than uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties by one. Uh, he what sounds th- like he's inhaling the yawn during his entire <laughs> quote there. <laughs> he sounds like Cliff Kingsbury if Cliff Kingsbury was a defensive end. Making a call that takes away, blows a whole team's season. You were up 27 points. Thank you. That is why, yeah, that is that that's invalidates everything, pretty much everything he has to say there. Because even though you might want to vibe with that and go, yeah, you're right, those refs, they stink. You're up 27-zip. Yeah. You're in the freaking game. Now, there was a blown call, I thought, that really affected the game, and that was on ETN's run, mm-hmm. where they got into field goal range. It was an obvious hold that was missed. But you could say that on a number of different calls during the game. They get magnified oh, when they're it, that big. Listen, it, and again, the, these were, we're in these weeks now of playoff games. Uh, one of the things that I remember talking about last year in the playoffs was when they got, in the last few weeks, the refs just swallowed their whistles, and it was a glorious thing to see football without all the flags and stoppages mm-hmm. and pre-snap penalties and all this nonsense. Uh, we're not there yet. There, there's still a, a, a handful of missed calls in every game, and, and these are playoff games now, which really make people mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ask the Ravens about a block in the back on that return. Yeah, he still fumbled the ball to one yard. Line. I know. It's but... still Cincinnati ball. Did you think it was a block in the back, by the way? He pushed him in the back. On the three-yard line kind of or whatever. Pushed but pushed him on, it, but, a, on, on the shoulder, I thought. Yeah, but. I mean, uh, I was okay with it. But it was a terrible job of blocking for Sam Hubbard, we could say that. <laughs> Just guys running yeah. down the field yeah. doing nothing. Uh, coming up next, the Arizona Cardinals still in the process of trying to find their next head coach and another candidate on the list. We'll get into that and more straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.